This is Digitally, the podcast for healthcare marketers, where we look at the digital news, tools, tips, and tricks for effective healthcare communications. Lee Acey is a digital healthcare pioneer and a social media expert, now a healthcare entrepreneur as co-founder of Healthcare Clinic, which is a membership-based direct primary care clinic. That's particularly relevant today because we talk about why we haven't talked in a while. Lee's recent back surgery and how the referral process went, plus thoughts on where digital comes into play with a good streamlined care continuum, all using his experience as an example. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and check out everything we've got going on at GerardInc.com. Lee, let's start by talking about your, I don't know, what do you want to call it, run-in with the American healthcare system a few weeks ago, which is why we haven't been Mm -hmm. here for a few weeks. A couple of years ago, a few months into COVID, one of our founding partners, Ann Hancock-Toomey, was like, I'm having issues, got to go to the hospital. And she ended up having her gallbladder removed and came out of it and was like, this needs to be a blog post. My experience in a hospital having surgery in the middle of this pandemic, which at that point was still pretty early, was bizarre and we need to talk about it. And so she wrote a blog post that was it was genuinely like a viral hit. So so all that to say, I am now firmly in the camp of using people's healthcare mishaps for content. So thanks yeah. for being a good sport. Oh, totally. I mean, so like I didn't mean obviously to become the case study for how the referral process from direct primary care to tertiary medical center works. Now I'm just the case study. Now the example of (laughs) this is how this works. I guess briefly take us through the medical situation, what happened, and then we can get into the, like you were saying, the referral process and just the experience, the technology, the whole thing. For about three months, I've been having neck and back, was getting some help with it. thought I had things figured out until... About four weeks ago right now, I was I was coaching high school girls basketball team here locally, and we're doing a shooting drill, and I was standing at the free throw line. It wasn't a shooting drill, it was a rebounding drill, so I was intending to throw it off the back of the iron with a girls basketball, and I put up an air ball. And I'm saying, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like I, like I was a foot short with it, and... Then at the end of the game, or at the end of practice, we were having a lightning drill, and I was getting my own rebound, and I stumbled, like I didn't have the strength in my legs. And that was weird, because I'd had some numbness in my hand. And so Lisa, my wife, talked to Dr. Dave, our primary care physician here, and said, you got to examine Lee. And so we did all the neurological tests, and he said, we should have to get an MRI. Now, if we were to do that locally, would be covered by insurance. I have employee insurance at Mayo, but it's a several thousand dollar kind of thing. I was able to pull out instead. One of the services we provide is we shop around for best self-pay prices. We found a price in the Twin Cities of $350, less than a tenth of the cost elsewhere. Yeah. If you're going through insurance. And so that was like the Tuesday, the 22nd, got the MRI done. As we're coming, as they're coming home, I'm getting the email of the radiologist report saying that I've got a pretty serious compression of my spinal cord by a disc. Dr. Dave was able to get into the portal with that imaging provider and also read the report. And as he was coming home from the Twin Cities that day, he said, we got to get you in to get seen by somebody who can fix this. I said, I want to do it at Mayo. So he did the referral 8 a.m. Wednesday morning. 
Uh, by one o'clock or so in the afternoon, we were taking our blood test specimens over to Rochester, where we'd meet up with the LabCorp courier. And I just went along and we brought our CDs with me. And anyway, we got a call from the referring physician's office. They said, yeah, we got everything we need. Uh, just once we get your images, we'll be back to you in five to seven business days. And <laughs> we had been told by several folks that if your symptoms are getting worse and the court, I was getting a little more tingling in my fingers, I said, we're just going to the emergency department. So this was one of those things that was quite providential. We arrived at the emergency department at three o'clock almost empty. I mean, we got in, we've got seen when Lisa left that night, it was just packed. Okay. So this was one of those crazy things. By 3.15, we were in triage. By four o'clock, we'd seen the emergency department doctor. By five o'clock, we had seen the spine surgeon consultation said, yeah, you need to have surgery. And he said, I can do it. I'm off the next couple of days, but we could do it next Monday, Tuesday. Meanwhile, my son was going to be married 10 days from, well, a week and a half from then. And I knew we could do it sooner. He said, let me talk to my team. So we can get you in tomorrow. Man. Uh, so by five, within two hours and 15 minutes of arriving, because I had the images with me, they looked at the images, the CD images, and they said, these are great. This gives us everything we need. They said, yeah, you definitely need surgery. They did it the next day. So surgery was, I was the last case on Thursday. Anyway, I went home the next day, you know, so they went through the front, put, took out my disc between C4 and C5 in pieces, and then put in some metal pieces, some titanium pieces in between and some screws. As it turns out, I can't lift 20 pounds for another three weeks or so. Couldn't drive for a couple of weeks, but doing really well and just feel very blessed by it all. Uh, so, it's, so it is a great example of how the handoff from uh, primary care that's really in tune and that can help you be that quarterback can help navigate. And I was actually part of the navigation because it was instead of referring for somebody else, I was helping to do it for myself. So DIY <laughs> referrals, <laughs> not available to everyone, but that's part of what we do. What you've described, Lee, I think is the ideal or pretty close to the ideal in what mm -hmm. everybody wants from American healthcare. And also through the work that you've been doing, you were able to be part of that, to receive that. It's not the case in most places, which is why there's so much frustration with American healthcare. So what, I don't know, what's the lesson? What do we take from that, from your experience? And if you're drawing that process on the back of a napkin to just do the thing we're talking about and make healthcare better and make it more streamlined yeah. and more efficient and being able to have yeah. those images and your personal records and walk in and say, here's what I've got. It's just all yeah. those steps. What do we learn from yeah. that? I've also been like, I was able to be at the Mauer County fair in Austin, Minnesota for 49 hours last week, meeting with people from the community and talking about this experience as well. And I really think that from my perspective, the ideal situation is having a direct primary care I mean, direct primary care is a huge movement all across the country. Having a high deductible health plan. Like I actually have a, I have a, if you can get a high deductible health plan, the highest deductible health plan you can get, you know, that, but yet, because then out of the savings and the premiums, you can pay the membership in the direct primary care clinic. Then you have that doctor who knows you, who you take time with. I mean, so we're hoping that we're going to be able to scale our practice. So, but definitely there are hundreds of these of practices like this, but having something like that, that then you're not having 
people catching up on you doing the 15 minute visit and taking time to know what's going on. And then when you do need to move, you have somebody who's on your side and who's your advocate, who is kind of like a navigator to be able to get through to get the kids. Because I was Tuesday MRI, Wednesday emergency department, Thursday surgery, Friday home. Like it's remarkable. Uh, it can happen, but it, that's the that is the ideal. What would be more ideal than that? I don't know. Do you think because um, as you were rolling into the MRI, Amazon was announcing its acquisition of One Medical, another primary mm-hmm. care. And we've been talking about that a lot. Do, yeah. do you think those types of big ticket events are going to be changing the way this whole process works? Do you think we're what you're doing? on a local level, hoping to expand what Amazon is doing on a bigger level, also hoping to expand. Is this a real trend that's going to shift the way we experience healthcare and get handed off from primary to specialty to a major health system? I think it will. I think healthcare and education are the two industries that haven't been really disrupted by technology. and And so I think they're ripe for it. I know that the incumbents, the big hospital systems are sensing that's the case. And yet I know One Medical takes insurance. One Medical is still based in the insurance system. So the direct primary care isn't. So I think there's going to be maybe a meeting in the middle of some of this. But I also think if you think about insurance, if your car insurance paid for oil changes, it'd be really expensive too. And then you'd have utilization reviews to say, you're changing your oil at 1,000 miles instead of 2,000 miles. And like everything's just way more complicated than it would be way more complicated than it needs to be and way more expensive. And so I think having more market-oriented reforms coming in, like whether it's through One Medical or through direct primary care, is going to help improve service and drive out some of the costs on the things that, you know, and then when the super complex stuff needs to happen, that's what you have the great academic medical center, hospital systems to be able to step in. And I think it should make insurance cheaper. I think it could. I think costs could go down. That sounds like a crazy thing to say that healthcare costs could go down, but they could if most of the day-to-day care was handled in this way. I mean, Amazon and One Medical, they already have the financial wherewithal to be able to do some to do something significant with that. We're just a slow player here. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to grow and there and and yet if if there's, uh, I think there would be an opportunity to scale this also to say direct primary care can make it much less likely that you need some of those other things, that, and it can help a lot on the prevention side, especially with kind of the model that we've got. Um, you know, in our last conversation, we were saying that with the crunching down of the economy likely slowing down, that there wouldn't be as much investment money. And then Amazon throws in almost $4 billion. (laughs) (laughs) So shows how prophetic we are. But when things are tough, when there is a big problem, then that shows the opportunity for innovation to get really creative and figure out some solutions. Last question on this one, Lee, any element of the digital process? And I feel like it's in the title, right? So I have to ask the question that stood out to you whether it's in terms of the referral process or how you interacted with the health system, was there mm-hmm. any kind of digital element yeah. that you thought notable? Yeah, I think probably a couple. One that really jumps to mind is when I was out of surgery, back in my room, the doctors had gone home for the day, so the nurses were there, but my primary care provider was able to log on to the CareLink portal and read the notes. 
and I was able to have a conversation with him. Being able to do that, so having that connection, the fact that the referral went so quickly, I think, because Dr. Dave Strobel at eight o'clock Wednesday morning had my referral into the referring portal. And so all the stuff was there. So then when I show up in the emergency department, I have the images with me and that just was like the last piece and they, and it really did streamline it. So though that interchange of the data was huge, that was, that made it much faster than it otherwise would have been. Well, glad you're back on your feet. Literally. Yeah, we feel feel very blessed with all of this and it's exciting. And actually it's turbocharged my thought process because I can't play golf until like June of next year. And so as a result, it's kind of given me a renewed focus to say, okay, this is the thing I'm really supposed to be zeroing in on for these next several months. And I think it's going to accelerate our processes too. 